This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to another Blue Monday Q&A stream. The idea of these is that the agenda is completely, entirely, 100% set by your good selves watching. So if you're watching here, we are live on YouTube. We're live on Twitter. We're live on Facebook. Uh, We have no script, no nothing. Uh, We would love to go completely off your questions. So get your comments in, your questions, your topics, all of that good stuff. as it pertains to our glorious football club, who <laughs> never managed to um, undersell in taking us down to new depths. Um, across from me is a man who not only went to Chelmsford, uh, Chelmsford, Cheltenham. Um, I lived in Suffolk for too long, didn't I? Not only went to Cheltenham last night, but then got stuck on the M6 with closures afterwards. Seb, how are you, my friend? I'm good, thank you. It's always the way, isn't it? It was my my first away game since the Blackpool, so February the end of February 2020. All excited, and then of course we do what we do, and then of course on the way home the M6 is all closed, so a a two and a half hour journey becomes a three and a half hour journey. But you know we're Ipswich fans; it's an away day, and that's the kind of stuff that we're we're pretty much used to. Absolutely right. Fill the comments full of questions. Again, we don't want to particularly, um, you know do anything that hasn't come from you down the stream there. Um, Look, guys, I'm getting lots of congratulations on doing the princely sum of absolutely nothing. So I'm going to say thank you um, very, very much. Um, Obviously, I became a father six days ago. And then I'm going to bat it away and say, um, (laughs) pass pass the congratulations on to my missus. But it's uh, thank you um, very, very much for all of those. Right. Um, Let's get into questions, then we'll try and make it 100% um, questions. 
Um, ben, how is Project Mbappe going? I've got no idea what that means, George, um, but uh, killing Mbappe to Ipswich, that might be nice. Um, Michael, morning from Brisbane. Uh, question, why so early? Um, uh, I'm going to put that straight back at Michael for living in a silly um, time zone, what, 12 hours away from where we are. Right, Lloyd comes in here, um, Seb. I suppose that's the, he's just cut through the, he's done a Dave Diamond there. He's just cut through the nonsense. Uh, the results are sure to come, aren't they, Seb? Surely at some point, given the talent that we've signed, I mean, we'll, surely we'll just win a game through having better players on the pitch than the opposition, like we did under Lambert a load of times. Yeah, I mean, you know, things aren't great. Obviously, it's both frustrating and disappointing. But when this team gels, given the talent that we've got and the options that we've got on the bench, uh, that there's no reason why we won't be okay. Can I just go on the kind of philosophical side of it? Because we are very much in two things can be true category. I've moved now, Seb, from maybe a week, 10 days ago. I was very, very much in give them time, give them time. They need time to gel. But after last night and four games this season, I now am perfectly understanding and find it perfectly reasonable for anyone to say that is an absolutely dreadful start and the results are not good enough and the defending is not good enough. I now accept that both positions can exist at the same time. Do, do you yeah, see where I'm going? I, I, I don't we... think it's a zero-sum game and I don't think it's one or the other now, is it? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we, we we can question Cook because, you know, at the end of the day, he's been fully backed by the owners. He's got the players he wanted to get in. He's got the coaching team that he has chosen. I guess we might come on to that with, has he got the right people behind him? But um, yeah, it, 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 it's absolutely fine, I think, to question Cook. I don't think really anybody, apart from the odd Twitter meltdown, no one is really saying, you know, Cook out, change the manager. Um, but it's absolutely fine to question him because, you know, it has been a very, very poor and disappointing start to the season. And it suddenly it becomes a big game on Saturday now. And M MK Don, you know, in the words of Mick McCarthy, MK Dons are no mugs. They've made some good business this summer. They've got a, a former Ipswich coaching team in the dugout, and that's a big game now. If we were, to, if we were to lose that, then you know, suddenly the pressure ramps up a little bit more. And I guess whereas Evans in the past used to give far too much time to managers, I'm not sure that the, the game changer would if we were, let's say, I don't know, 10, 15 games in, and in the bottom half of the table, I think that the pressure could be on. Keep questions coming in. We'll rattle through. By the way, you mentioned Mick. Got a 96-minute draw um, and two goals from sending Aidan Flint forward from Long Thrones last night. Brilliant stuff, Mick. We we, we miss you. Um, Paul, congratulations on your new arrival. Suggest you don't bring her up to be a town fan. It's painful. Uh, Seb might have been partly responsible. Um, the Blue Monday boys sent my little girl a, um, a Ipswich Town-branded uh, baby jumpsuit. And I have to say, it's not actually that garish, you know, as imagining this bright blue thing sort of coming in. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that. Um, Eric, yeah, not um, too high on the performance, but maybe we need to give Cheltenham a bit more props yeah. than an upgraded, um, upgraded pub team. Uh, Jake, uh, to me, this hasn't been a gelling problem. This is a tactical problem. Uh, thoughts, boys. Uh, talk to me about the... Um, the game plan, and you were there, Seb. I was not, as I understand, a uh, long throwing missile shaped tripwire was laid. We fell right over it. And if we'd have executed to a slightly higher standard, we would have been out of sight before the tripwire was laid down. Yes, 
Absolutely, yeah, Bob. On you know, we uh, if if Bond scores the the goal when it with the chip through the Marlon Harewood esque miss, I think it is game over at that point. We were playing so so well. We were really good in the first half. A couple of issues with the fullbacks. You know, Danassian's not going to give you what Vincent Young gives you in terms of bombing on and taking the man on. So they weren't at their sort of free flowing best. Midfield, Evans and Harper kind of struggled to get a to get a foothold in the game. They were playing a three in midfield, and it was noticeable the extra body was uh, uh was really making the difference for them. But we were in complete control in that first half playing really really well Edwards I know you hate I remember a pod from probably what 2016 where Dave used to describe people as unplayable he used to absolutely <laughs> hate that term but uh, he, he genuinely was he was superb you know we gave the ball to Edwards and they could not cope with him there were about three or four quick bookings for him and he was tearing them apart good goal by Penny you know maybe the keeper should, should should turn it over or whatever but it's a great start a good goal and then second half we completely imploded and we just kept giving them long throw-ins and we just 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 couldn't deal with it I think unplayable has been related, uh, <laughs> replaced in my most hated football terms, um, along with new manager bounce, um, with, um, and bless our friends up the road, with self-funded is probably now my <laughs> least favourite football terms, the amount I hear it from my, from my lovely um, Norwich journalist friend, Stuart Hodge. Um, a couple of people asking this, HCH9-0, and uh, someone from Josh as well. Uh they want Fraser in the 10 and um, talking about him playing on the left wing. Can I be a Paul Cook apologist quickly here? Um, and you can say whether Josh and HCH are actually right. The idea is he's not actually going to be that wide once the yes. system's working and it'll be tucked in and the fullbacks going forward. And do you think a lot of this is trying to accommodate Pigger and Bond? So the number 10 position is, is, is gone. Is, is, is this just something for Ipswich? I know Josh and HCH, I'm not, not accusing you of this, but something that Ipswich um, fans are now going um, to say obsess about, but fascinate over. It's the same thing, isn't it? I think so. I mean, he's not playing as an out-and-out left winger, you know, hugging the touchline or anything. He is quite often coming in field and looking to make things happen. But I guess given the quality that we've got, last night it had to be that way because he started Bon and Piggott and they were sort of changing between them. Piggott would sort of drop deep and go out wide to the wing every now and again and Bon would sort of play on the last shoulder of the uh, of the defenders. <clears throat> but I think, yeah, when it's when it's all fully flowing, he'll kind of play, yeah, on the slightly out wide from the number 10 position. But the idea being he's got a fullback bombing on past him constantly for 90 minutes that he can easily pick out. Um, and I think that's the way it will go. Joe mentioned on a q and I think it was last week, he looked at the heat map of uh, of uh, Fraser at, uh, at MK Dons. And he did spend quite a lot of time on that sort of left-hand side, not on the touchline, but but slightly off centre. So it's a position he must know. Um, we need to make sure we get the, the most use out of him. Have you seen Mitrovic's goal for Fulham last night? No. Anthony Robinson, Paul Cook's Wigan fullback, <laughs> literally pff, straight down the line. It was almost like um, he had to be one yard from the touchline. The whole it kind of ran round the back and then across the byline. So exactly as you just described. But I do understand that Matt Penny and Joe Pigger are not Robinson and Mitrovic. But maybe... Maybe one day, maybe we'll get there. Um, well, I guess we've got Coulson to come in, haven't we? So, you know, the, potentially yeah. there's an, an upgrade at left back who could do that. I thought it was telling last night. I was looking at the, the stats this morning. We apparently we put in 12 crosses and not a single one was successful. Not a single one found an Ipswich Town player, which I thought was quite, why, quite why telling. Was that? Because... was that crosses from the... When you say that, I immediately think either they were crossing from the wrong position, they weren't good crosses from the right position, or there so, weren't people in the box to come in on them. 
to quote Dave, bit of both. Piggott was sort of, <laughs> but Bond didn't really win anything in the air. Piggott was the was the threat in the air, which was weird when he was taken off, seeing as we were defending a lot of long throw-ins. But but yeah, it was they were sort of they were crossing from the wrong positions. Danassian's not going to give you what Vincent Young gives you in terms of you know beating a man and whipping the ball in. Penny's delivery was okay, but they just had two really really big centre backs, and Bond couldn't really compete against them. Hmm. Um, just have a look across the crawl along the bottom. You can support our um, massively um, poor, bedraggled podcast team <laughs> after um, six seasons via. Uh, we've got a PayPal thing set up, Acast supporter on the Acast app. You can support right now on YouTube via Super Chat if you hit that little dollar button um, next to where you leave your questions. And brilliant stuff, guys. There are plenty. So let's try and keep uh, rattling on um, Seb. Sorry, we did have FPL Tractor's question up. Um, am I the only one who was relatively impressed with the performance? Um, no, he wasn't, was he? You were. First half, yeah. First half, really, really good. Looked excellent. I thought it had finally started to click. But whatever happened in the second half, you know, football's, it's it's fine margins, isn't it? You know, on Saturday, if we score the penalty, we probably win the game. If Macaulay Bond scores that goal from a yard out, it's 2-0 and it's, a, it's an awful long way back for Cheltenham. So in the first half, we did an awful, awful lot right. It's just the second half, we couldn't deal with the with the basics. I mean, there were two really awful, awful goals to concede. Six goals conceded now is the joint worst in the division. And look, two goals a game, you know where you go. That's 92 across the season, isn't it? You know where you're going if that um, defending doesn't change. Uh, right, I was telling you off before we went on air, wasn't I, Seb? Um, uh, I just brought out my Fanidi George, never fall in love with a winger quote. But a lot of people were falling in love with one Kyle Edwards. Um, he was... Last yeah, night. absolutely superb. Also, we had the we had the cameo at Burton on Saturday where he hits the bar, and last night they could not deal with him. He tired in the second half, and noticeably every time he went to pick up the ball, he had at least two and sometimes three around him straight away. But he is an absolute class act. I've got absolutely no idea how we've got him in the building. I, I don't know why he's come to us, but he's absolutely superb. I know wingers by by their very design can be frustrating and inconsistent, and I'm sure he'll have bad games. But from the from the, the, the brief time we've seen him so far, he looks an absolute hell of a player. I just go back to something you said five minutes ago, and um, maybe I need to get away from the not falling in love with wingers because they're they're not wingers that can be double marked four four two against four four two, staying out wide, and they just never get the ball. That, that was the whole thing about wingers. They don't play like that anymore. They're they're far more narrow. They they can't go missing for twenty minutes, and you know unless you literally uh, folded back defenders. So maybe I need to revise that view. Um, uh, Charlie, don't think uh, Cook should go by any means. Fascinated by how ruthless the US owners will be. What do we think? I thought they the... Come the across re- as ruthless? Not so far, but I, I'm quite interested by the fact it's just been radio silence from them since the start of the season. We got the messages, didn't we, before the Morecambe game? But since then, there's been absolutely nothing. And I just thought that maybe was a bit strange. I was expecting, you know, a couple of encouraging tweets saying, you know, things take time to gel, keep the faith, etc. But it is being completely, uh, complete radio silence at the minute. We know they won't mess around like Evans. You know, we've got a proper structure now. We've got Ashton in as the CEO. And these guys are, are managing, you know, it's a pension fund, uh, funding it all. So they are going to have to deliver results. So he's under no threat at the moment. I think if I remember rightly on one of the pre-match, uh, pre-season pods with the uh, the owners, I'm sure one, it might have been Burke Bakai said he gets the season. But, you know, that's that's it's very good to say that in July. But come Come November, December time, if we were to be bottom half of the table and Automatic is suddenly 15, 16 points ahead of us, then it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of pressure on him. 
I love the way when we were batting about ideas before the season, that was like this unrealistic worst case scenario. We were, <laughs> we were just throwing in there just so we had it in the, in, in our armor. Oh, well, you know, look, we said it could go wrong, you know, but yeah, there you go. Uh, no idea why Bournemouth didn't sign Carl Edwards up and Dan Juma is now yeah. off to Villarreal as well. So good job. We got yeah, that done in time, eh? Yeah, they've got very good left young left winger. Look out for him, Jaden Anthony, um, Bournemouth. So um, I think they're parachute team, aren't they? Well stocked. Uh, Mark, another frustrated ninety. Uh, first half we looked in complete control. Goals changed games. I felt our attack was very varied in times. Nice to play direct, patient build up at times too. I think um, we agree with all of that. Patience is key, but is Ashton a patient man on the basis of Lee Johnson at Bristol City? Yes. Yeah. Lee Johnson would have awful runs, wouldn't he, where he'd suddenly, you know, he'd win 7 out of 10 and then suddenly lose 7 out of 10. So, you know, Ashton stuck by him all throughout time. So I think I think he's sensible enough and he's been around football enough to know how these things work. Uh, what else are we saying here? Just a few um, comments. And there's a question there. Uh, Kirk. Uh, Cook has a poor record here, but I'll give him till October. If we're still way behind, I'll bottom off the table. And the decision has to be made before the next transfer window. I mean... Can you see um I don't what is it, sixteen players in now? Yeah. Um can you see January being being busy and that being a um a, a kind of uh, a stopping point or a significant point for Cook to be evaluated at? I can't see how it can be busy because surely both from a squad numbers point of view and from a an SMCP salary point of view, we must be right right near the limit. So, you know, a lot of these guys are on three, four year contracts. So I, I couldn't see it being a busy month, to be honest with you. But if he is if he is stuck in the uh is it the second in October, there's a, there's an international window, isn't there? And that tends to be sort of the the silly season where managers start to start to go. I think yeah, it's when, October yeah. 9th and 10th. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So potentially, I guess around then, if we were to be bottom half of the table, I don't think we will be for what it's worth. I, th- I think it that's will the, start that's to the click. Graveyard weekend, that one, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, that's the one where you know if we are struggling at that point and you know we're still chopping and changing, conceding awful goals, then that might be the time when he starts to get a a, a phone call with a US dialing code on the front of his uh, on the front of his mobile but I, I don't think it'll work out that well I do genuinely think he will sort it because the quality that we've got he's got a proven track record the quality of players we've brought in I think we will sort it I saw an excellent treat by the um, great Rob Chandler who did appear on the pod a couple of um, years back saying about the fine margins uh, John points that out Fraser scores the penalty Bond scores the opening goal Add four points on, right? Yeah, exactly. Burton, we would have beaten them. We were on top at the time of the penalty. And uh, and last night, 2-0 after 12 minutes would have been a hell of a way back for Cheltenham, given how we were playing. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you. 
and are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITFC match programme each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash bluemonday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process. Um, Michael's talking about Edwards uh, being very narrow in the in the second half. Was it a change of um, or a loss of shape or was, was there I think he, many, I th- many I think other he things? Tied. I think he tired. In the first half, he was dropping deep, picking the ball up and just running at them and skipping past them every single time. I think from about 60 minutes onwards, it was noticeable that he tired. He wasn't making the overlapping runs. He had one one bit where he cut inside in the number 10 roll and put a shot over the bar. Um, but I think it was just fitness. Um, Kirk, thank you very much. A £5 super, tri- um, super sticker. I can't, I can't really drink anymore because I don't get any sleep. So... I'll drink some coffee to that, Kirk. Thank you very, very much. You can support the Super Chat and Super Sticker anytime during the broadcast. We're going to go um, about half hour, so um, we'll try and rattle through um, a few more of these. Uh, we were talking about this uh, again before we uh, clicked go. Charlie's asking the difference from first half to second half. Can you split that game in half, or is this just another example of this decade 15 year long lack of winning mentality around the around the place Potentially, yeah. I mean, we the, the midfield in the second half was the issue for me. The, the two, the Ev- Evans and Harper, just just couldn't get a foot on the ball and really sort of t- dictate the uh, the play like they were in the first half. That's what did it for me. And then two awful goals, obviously, to concede. But I guess mentality-wise, we always said for years how weak we were. And if somebody scored a goal, it was game over. I kind of thought all that would go now. You know, with the the new players who are not tarred by the 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 history of Switch Town Football Club, a brand new coaching staff, brand new owners. You know, I kind of thought all that kind of stuff would would, would be moved to the side, but potentially, yeah, I guess, you know, we are still what we are. I guess maybe they're starting to feel the pressure a little bit. A lot of money's been spent. Are they thinking, you know, one goal goes in, suddenly they're thinking, uh-oh, here, maybe, maybe it's a pressure point of view. I think um, particularly with things like long throws, I, I always argue any team can, see, can concede a goal, and any team can concede any type of goal, can't they? You can score a long, you can score the long throws against Manchester City. The, the difference between a good team and a bad team, I don't want to compare Ipswich to Manchester City, that's ridiculous, is the good team doesn't let it define the game. Yeah. You know, it's just a moment in the game and it's like... And you deal with okay, it, yeah. You, you deal, deal with it and it's, it's not an issue. from a long throw, we're, <clears> we're, we're scouted, we know what we're doing, we're trying to execute better, but, you know, we're now going to rumble things on and that's the big disappointment. Uh, Jake... Uh, thought on the game against MK, both teams poor defensively. Um, some good attacking players in um, both. Well, both teams really goal festing coming. I I like that argument actually. What you say? Yeah, Seb? agree. Yeah, two poor defenses. You know, they've got Troy Parrott, who, being a former Ipswich player, is likely to score against us. Uh, Moise, uh, Scott Iso, Twine. Yeah. yeah, they've got some really really good players who could do some damage. As have we. So potentially a high scoring game. That'd be nice for a, a bit of excitement. But by God, let's hope we win. Eh? How good was that Scott Twine goal? Oh, again, it was Swindon, wasn't it? Yeah, oh. amazing. <laughs> I Absolutely was sat there, amazing. Sat there in a grump, 
um, night game, wasn't it? Sky TV, empty stadium. And you're kind of like, well, it's a really good goal, I guess. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll give you that one. Um, Ipswich, I recognise that name. Uh, given the neutrals have uh, billed as the promotion favourites this summer, our team's going for it against us without fear and or to take a scalp. And particularly Morecambe and Cheltenham. And we're, we're now money bag Zipswich, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, Checkbook FC, it's their cup final. I mean, the, the crowd in the second half was really, really getting behind them. And every time they had one of those long throws, you know, the crowd were doing the, like, the, like we used to do for Luke Chambers, you know, the, oh, so they knew, they knew what was coming and they were really, really getting behind it. And, and yeah, it's, their, it's their, probably their biggest game of the season so far, isn't it? So they are going to raise themselves when they play the likes of us and Sunderland and Sheffield Wednesday, but it's up to us to be able to deal with it. You know, the, the, the sign of a good team is that you just, you just, you know, batter sides or you steamroller sides or you just consistently win and and that's what we need to learn to do we've got we've got to make sure that if they are raising themselves against us we step it up a level and just kill games off i have to say there are some predictors um we've seen this before with teams where underlying numbers are good and chances are created and it does it does swing doesn't it you know you cut out the two goals conceded per game and you start to so look We'll, it was the complete opposite under Paul Lambert, wasn't it? Where you'd, you'd win with not, not many chances created and not many opportunities. And you were keeping clean sheets, but conceding chances. I, I would rather have it this way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are creating chances. And let's not forget last night, there's a very good chance that that back four, you know, three of them essentially could be back up soon. Coulson comes in at left back. Edmondson partners Burgess in the centre. Vincent Young's back at right back. And it's a completely different kettle of fish, isn't it? You know, Burgess was good. He cleared and headed everything clear. Uh, yep, yep, there you go. Uh, slotted in really nicely. Added a nice bit of balance being left-footed as well, which made Wolfenden able to play on the right side, which I think helped his game. Um, but, but conceivably easily, that whole back four, could uh, could change quite easily. The only worry I've got as well is Kladke doesn't look great at the moment. His kicking was very poor last night. Um, I think he should have done better for the first goal. And that's a bit of an area of concern as well. But once he gets a settled back four in front of him and it's not chopping and changing every week, I think hopefully we'll see the, the best of him. Cool. So hopefully, John, we've just covered um, Burgess there. Um, safety guy doing the safety dance. Um, the club will be t- I, think we've, I think we've agreed with that. And we've mentioned the... Um, international um break which is yeah the um the tipping point for a lot of owners isn't it uh graham saturday a must win they, st- they do start to feel, feel it seems like hyperbole from graham but it, once it's four without a win you start to go if it was to yeah if it was to be a draw and we're on two points it's, it's a lot of pressure going into wimbledon the week later um i think we agree with that matt as well we mentioned look it's it's not wingers it's inside forwards Get in the box, get inside the fullback, trouble in that centre half, fullbacks outside, and all of a sudden you've got, um, say, one defender, two inside forwards, striker, one midfield. You've got lots of attacking options, but yeah, execute first. Um, I think we've mentioned the crosses there. Um, yeah, talk to me about Piggott then, um, Seb. Matt's asking about Piggott. Um, we make we're making chances from good teams make big chances and strikers tap them into the net. 
Yeah, he did all they missed from one yard, like uh, Macaulay Bond did. He did all right last night. He did okay. I thought it was strange when he went off. I thought Bond would be the logical substitution and you'd put Piggott back up front because he was the one going out wide for the long diagonals and he was the one dropping deep in behind Macaulay Bond. But I thought he did he, he did okay. He's, he's classy. He's got a, you know, it's a cliche, but he's got a good touch for a big man. There was one point where he, he sort of pulled a ball down and went into the air and I think they, they put it behind, I think, for a, for a corner just before he got the shot off. Um, um, but he's, uh, he's, he's a decent player. And I think the goals will come. Um, I think you've mentioned the the keeper. I'm not massively concerned about that. There has been mistakes in front of him. And it it was almost easier for someone like Bielkowski playing behind a low block with a team that was happy without possession. Um, do, do you know what I mean? Sometimes you get, you get embedded in the game and maybe... Clacky, um, they do seem to have been snap, quick transition goals or or disasters that six so far, don't they? <laughs> Or yeah, might be yeah. an apologist for him there. <clears throat> no, no, I'm I'm not overly convinced yet. But you know, he's what was he League Two goalkeeper of the year, and and I'm sure he'll come good when he's got a settled defence. You know, in front of him, he's, I think the defence has been different every single game. He's had a right back filling in at centre back. All I'd like from him a little bit more is to be a bit more vocal and maybe command his area a little bit more. That was one of the uh, the criticisms aimed at Holy and and Hlaki just doesn't seem to be overly overly vocal at the moment. But but when he's got a settled defence in front of him, that that might well come. Um, I'll take that one, Bulls. If we've not won in 10, will Cook survive? I suspect he'll resign if we haven't won in 10, let alone uh, survive. I keep having this conversation about Wayne Rooney. It's like, um, will Rooney be the first to get sacked, Ben? No, he's on three million quid a year. No one's going to sack him and he's never going to resign. And so it's um, it's often down to the um, kind of character and emotional profile of the manager. And Cook does strike you as somebody who um, would... Would could do a mick, couldn't he? And slam the cup slam, down. slam his cup of tea down. Slam the cup of tea down. Uh, was there a point to Jackson replacing Piggott? No, nope. no, nope, didn't touch the ball, and and we lost that aerial, you know, defensive quality from Piggott at the long throws, which seemed really, really strange. Uh, Bits his name dropping here because he's been talking to Paul Cook. There you go. <laughs> um, asked after how we lost the game, apart from saying we had players on the coach in twenty four hours of getting them, he's um, really not happy, and the players will know about it um he, he did his thing at the end i noticed as well where he just stands by the uh by the tunnel and doesn't shake any of our players hands when they go off he did it a few times last year and he did that again last night i noticed which i guess is his way of letting them know that they're in for a, a double session in the morning or whatever he strikes you as the sort of guy though i'm sure we've all had mates in life where you you fall out with them and you think it's going to be awkward next time you see them and they come bounding up and it's all forgotten he strikes me as that guy who would you know make the big gesture but then move on Fairly quickly, quickly, yeah. Some cod speculation psychology from myself there. Uh, We've got a couple of minutes uh, to go on this. Keep your questions coming. If you wouldn't mind, please hit like on whatever platform you are watching. You'll see a thumbs up on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. Thank you again to Kirk for that super chat earlier. You can do so, um, and you can also contribute via uh, regular PayPal or Acast supporter facility. And please do go and hit follow on all of our social media bits and bobs there, Twitter, obviously YouTube, where most of you are watching right now, and Instagram, which has been decent, actually. Um, put a bit, we have to give Rich some credit for that. We put a bit of effort into that, and everyone's... I think we've had people at all the games, haven't we, so far, and got some uh, pretty good pictures. I will say, not quite on bits level with his um, artistic, gloomy-looking pictures of Cheltenham, but we try, guys. We try, don't we? Um, John, 
Uh, Cook said transfer business close to an end. Um, one more signing yet. I think we it's know done, about this, it? don't we? It's, <laughs> it's done. It's done, surely. There's, where else could somebody come in? Unless you're going to get a low knee in for uh, right back in case Vincent Young can't do it. But then you've got the option of Burns and Danassian is back up. I, I can't think of, of any other areas. I'd look to bring somebody in, can you? Um, no, honestly, honestly, no. I, I think we'd heard about Tom Carroll a, ahead of time, hadn't we? And I think I do think that's the um, last one. I think the end game game starting to look creepy. Here we go. Nice word to use. Uh, should we be concerned about the lack of updates on Edmondson? Hopefully he did say, not. didn't he? Pre, yeah, pre-match. I think he said he's 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 only about a week away or so. So hopefully we see him sooner rather than later. Uh, inexperienced coaches could be a concern. I mean, if you keep if you keep losing, then then they are because they don't have the winning experience to bounce off. But um, I always struggle with the inexperience um, argument because you can. If you take that to the nth degree, and I'm not, I'm not Charlie's not doing this, obviously, but if you take that to the nth degree, how does anybody ever get a chance and, and ever get a job? But um, the, anyway, the only let's... thing that concerns about the coaching staff is the lack of the number two. You know, you can have an experienced coaching staff if you've got a proper soundboard as your number two. And I think we just all thought, as did Cook, that Richardson would, would come with us. And I think that has knocked them, knocked them for six a little bit. Uh, yeah, Lord Ronald picks out that Cheltenham are literally set up for the long throw and they've, they've narrowed the pitch. Good luck to him. Look, yeah, we, it works we for can, them. We couldn't stop it. Take the three points. So you, you win that one, uh, Cheltenham. Um, right. Should Towns be banned from the touchline? Um, <laughs> I think we might be a bit um, embittered there. Uh, Glenn, uh, why do we sit some back so much in the second half? I don't have a problem with teams um, sitting on a lead if it's... <laughs> If it's done well, right? Yeah, just when you do it really badly and keep dropping deep and and can't find your creative players. It's, be, it's because in the first half, Edwards was moving the ball up the pitch so quickly for us. And when he tired, I guess there was no one else. Fraser kind of tried, but there was no one else who could sort of get the ball and really run with it and advance us up the pitch quickly. And I think I think that's why we just ended up dropping so deep and not creating anything. Right, let's try and rapid fire a few here before we finish, Seb. Um, most consistent player over the 90, taking into account the Burgess. rubbish second half. Burgess. Bur- okay. Burgess for me. Headed it all, cleared it all, did well on his debut. Um, he was the one for me. Um, Eric is not sure about Harper. Thoughts? He looked okay, I thought, but in the in the first half, he was okay. A few nice touches. He he creates space. His, his passing is very sort of purposeful and in, in, intense, which I quite liked. But in the second half, him and Evans disappeared. I know Evans was booked in the first half, so he's kind of playing on a tightrope. Um, but but in the second half, they, they couldn't get a, a foot on the game. But he's only young. What is he? Twenty one, twenty two. He will have these kind of these kind of games where he can't really influence like he wants to. And and now we've got the likes of Carroll or maybe Nolan to come back in when he's fit. At least we've got options. We can rest him for a week or so. Uh, Chris, could Penny be uh, not be in the team on Saturday when he scored? Um, I don't think he will be, will he? Um, no, Chris, I think Chris Cool's right, isn't he? Yeah, Coulson will, will, will start. I think it is harsh on him, but I think Coulson will come in. Coulson seemed to be the number one left-back target for the whole of the summer. Um, and I think hopefully, you know, he'll give more in terms of uh, what Cook wants from his full-backs in terms of, you know, getting to the byline, whipping the crosses in. Um, harsh on Penny for a wonder goal, but that's, that's not what he's decided to do, is it? Right, let's just do a really quick straw poll um, when we get Seb to ask one more. Um, so, in about three seconds, I want you to either write Ipswich, draw or MK. Ipswich, draw or MK. How do you think it's going to go on Saturday? Go in the chat. Ipswich, draw or MK. Do we get the first win on Saturday? And um, There was one question I wanted to do from Michael. There are any more players out? Jackson, Phil, sorry. For Kenlock, um, 
Well, Jackson will be gone before the window, won't he? Well, you say that, but you know he's got a squad number. He bought him on last night. He, he seems to be involved a little bit. I, I don't really know why, because we know he can't play up front on his own. And Cook kind of made it clear when he was in the bomb squad that he wasn't part of the plan. So I'm, I'm surprised he's still here. It might just be a case that no one else wants to take him. I could see Kenlock going out on loan to maybe a League Two side towards the end of the window. Maybe the same with McGavin. Um, and I guess Jackson's availability will depend on how bad the injury is to Norwood, I, I guess, because we might need him if Norwood's going to be out for a couple of months. So here's the expectation for um, Saturday then, Seb. Uh, your job, as I fire these up, is to try and work out what the favourite is. Right, here we go. Um, so I think we're still fairly confident, despite, of obviously, look, Russ Martin's disappeared off from, um, was it bits put loose? Deary me. Yeah. Grumble bum. Bit. So, so is Harry. There you go. Um, there we go. So, look, there's still, rightly positivity, or wrongly, yeah. positivity. And, I mean, is it even positivity? It's um, it, when you add up all the, you know, all the components. But this has been the whole thing. And um, that beautiful cliche we've heard about, about gelling um, uh, over and over again. So, um, look, how do you think it's going to go on Saturday, Seb? And oh, I- you don't have to answer that because you can plug your... Uh, preview show. Yeah, obviously me and Rich will discuss it on the preview. This week is a pre-record tomorrow night and we're going to get it out on Friday a.m. So people have got a lot of chance to listen to it before the game and also I guess to make it hopefully slightly more up to date than the one two weeks ago where we were saying we had no signings and 24 hours later we made a load. <laughs> uh, the following week we'll be back to back to a live show. We have got a special guest joining us tomorrow as well. Um, so please be sure to, to tune in when it goes live on, on, on YouTube the next morning and podcast the next morning, etc. We'll discuss it tomorrow with Rich, but I've got a feeling it might well be a draw but hopefully um, a high scoring one to keep it interesting we'll leave the um stream today with will mk sign dave <laughs> challoner or have you seen R- mark rory roberts? de lap mark roberts for birmingham now i reckon he could reach the um marlon pack was hurling them in as well so look there's there's a few available um seb thank you so so much and um well done for venturing down to uh cheltenham look thank you for all your congratulations you've given me obviously I'm not going to be at any games for about six, eight weeks. So um, the other boys are carrying a bit away, but we should still be able to dive in on here. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here. Um, any famous last words, Seb? No, just keep the faith and um, let's hope we get off to a, a get our first one of the season on Saturday. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, so Richard and Seb will be back um, on Friday with the preview show. And I believe... Mikey, Mikey, Craig, and Dave. Mikey, Craig, and Dave. What a what a lineup that is! Sensational stuff. Um, and look, let's let's be fair. With me not being at games, I'll probably likely be back in next Wednesday. So uh, keep um, subscribed, uh, Twitter, YouTube, all of this good stuff. Thank you all for your time here and your questions. Literally no script, so we absolutely couldn't do it without you. And we will see you. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I won't make any um, football type projection comments but we'll see you after um another game and hopefully i won't tweet um we're going to win this one because i did uh, the other day hopefully (laughs) a win right say goodbye seb cheers guys thank you see you later everyone bye
It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.